Hey, Podcast Nation. Today's episode, I talk about ego as our enemy. Enjoy. Yo. Hey, what's going on, brother? No static. Mike's hot. Mike's clean. Mike's hot. Mike's clean, folks. Live, L-I-V-E, folks. L-I-V-E. So, this is a big, big topic today. The topic on today's daily Q&A with the two brothers daily Q&A is on ego. So, in life, one of our biggest enemies is the ego. We are typically our own biggest enemy and our biggest enemy being our ego, Our inability to recognize our ego as our number one issue is a major issue and topic. So I'm going to talk about ego and it being our enemy, as well as how this correlates to business, as well as how as well as how this correlates to individual level. So how does ego being our enemy correlate to us in life and in business? In general, it's the concept of principles versus personalities. And in business, it's about what you're doing, not about the people that are doing it. So ultimately, I'm going to talk about how ego is our enemy and how overcoming ego, replacing it with humility and replacing it with creativity and imagination and ambiguity is a great answer. Because ambiguity is ultimately where we need to be living in. Creativity, imagination, and ambiguity, which is the openness to different interpretations and perspectives of something. Ultimately, number one, we must suppress ego early before bad habits form. That's so essential. Taking hold of this and understanding that at a young age, we must, at a young age, start letting our kids gain self-awareness via auditing and inspecting, which is empirical principles. In- inspecting is an empirical principle. The three empirical principles that we're in media that we talk about are inspecting, adaptation, and transparency. Transparency correlates to being authentic, vulnerable, and real. Thanks for being with us. So at a younger age, we need to start having our kids gain self-awareness to ego and gain self-awareness to them. So suppressing ego early before bad habits take hold, replacing them with the temptation, replacing the temptations of ego with humility, discipline, and fortitude. So when fate turns against us, we are not wrecked by failure. This is a big, big topic, folks, and it's a really big issue ultimately in the in the big scheme of things because a lot of us were afraid to fail. And ego and the afraid of being afraid to fail is essentially all ego. If you're afraid to fail, if you're afraid to strike out and swing and miss, if you're afraid to not have everything go great and perfect, that's all ego. Good morning, folks. All ego. Ego's about being right and wrong. Ego's about being perfect and perfectionism. Perfectionism is all fear. People that it's just a bunch of bullshit for saying I'm fearful. If you're a perfectionist, it's all fear. So it's not right, it's not wrong. It's simply our perspective. Talks about this all the time at Weir Media. This is exactly what we're shining light on. In everything, so this is three key concepts here with ego and overcoming it. Number one, I'm everything and I'm nothing. So once you realize that we all have great value, we all have an amazing value to bring forward to the world, no matter who we are or where we come from, we have value and perspective to share. 
you at the same time you're nothing in the scope of life and the universe and the in the realm of it we as human beings are irrelevant we are irrelevant 100 we're just like a little ant in the universe and we are in the scheme of the universe absolutely irrelevant so at the same time we're everything we are nothing and that's crucial to realize because that kind of shines light on a lot of what we're talking about Number two, adjust our attitude. Most of us have an attitude we must adjust, an attitude that needs correcting. We come at life like we have all the answers, solutions, and everything figured out when really life is just a big process of learning and being the student for as long and for uh, as long of period of time as possible. We all want to remain the student. Remaining the student means that I'm remaining humble, open to growth and open to change and realizing that it's not about my strengths, my it's not about my talents, it's about improving my weaknesses, the vulnerabilities. So number two, adjust our attitude. Number three, most of what you think you know and most of what you learned in books is wrong or out of date. That's so big to me. But I'm going to lean into the definition of ambiguity. So I think ambiguity is the answer to ultimately being able to overcome ego the quality of being open to more than one interpretation inexactness so art and creativity is all about inexactness and if you think about ego ego is about being right and wrong ego is about i know better than you i know more than you i'm ego is elitism ego is narrow-mindedness ego is entitlement versus all these other things. So I think ego versus ambiguity are the two things that I want to shine the most light on in this conversation and topic because we developed a clothing line. Shout out to More Love Nation clothing line. This is some of the swag. These are the zip-ups. This is a champion zip-up. They're five-star. And when you do that, we're using ambiguity. We're using the More Love symbol to create a, a piece of clothing and a logo that's about more love. Everything that we do here is about more love, more empathy, more compassion, more kindness, and more love. Because if we come from love, compassion, kindness, and empathy, we're then most likely going to start working together in a much more cohesive, flexible fashion, which is essential for us to succeed and sustain as a species. We have to work together. This requires us removing ego. One, if we want to connect and lead and be together and united, ego is the exact obstacle. Ego is our biggest enemy, folks, on an individual and collective level. If you start to look at business owners or businesses, complexity and ego and personalities is what causes the issue within business structures. If you look at every business that has a bottleneck and ego at the top, like a CMO, CEO, CFO, etc., it's all it's all ego and bottleneck. Someone at the top thinks they have all the answers and all the solutions and they know what brings value and what doesn't. When really the market decides, the audience decides, we can't decide people's wants, needs, and desires. We can try and listen to them and we can listen to the audience and the market and say what the, maybe hear what their wants, needs, and desires are. But I egotistically can't decide for others what their wants, needs, and desires are. So on an individual level, ego is my biggest obstacle to connecting with others and working well and cohesively with others and not being uh, disruptive or selfish or self-absorbed. And at the same time, once I am out of the individual, it's the individuality and collectiveness. So individuality is the first step. Once you overcome ego to gain individuality, awareness, and perspective, and I'm able to co- work together cooperatively and flexibly with others in a large numbers, I can then move forward within that group of people and I can 
then focus on how I can cooperate and operate within that larger network and understand that it is the issue of ego that keeps large numbers of people from cooperating in a flexible fashion. Because look at that, it's about principles, not personality. So if I bring a bunch of people together and the task and the objective in a society is for us to sustain as a species and thrive and have a if as, as a society, if you look at our society, the purpose, say the purpose of our society is to sustain as a species, have high quality of life, ensure we're taking care of each other, and uh, happiness. Say that's the goal. Ultimately, then we have to come together and we have to make that the goal. It's not about the people. It's about the goal. It's about the principle. It's about the objective. And then in order to achieve that objective, we need to remove ego and live in ambiguity. Once again, that is about creativity and imagination. When you look at fictional storytelling and the creating of new realities and inventing new tools of tomorrow, this means ambiguity is the answer. Because no one can tell you that's right and wrong when it comes to creativity and imagination. We're constantly proving definitions and ideas and perspectives wrong. Constantly. That's what science is. Science is constantly proving itself wrong on a regular basis. Ideas, definitions, and symbols are constantly changing. So ambiguity is the answer. It brings us out of self. It brings us out of right and wrong. And it brings us out of elitism. Because ego is all about right and wrong. And ambiguity is all about interpretation and different perspectives. The quality of being open to more than one interpretation and inexactness. So inexactness and interpretation, that takes us out of then fear and ego because fear and ego is about being perfect. And when I talked about perfectionism earlier, that's exactly what I said. Perfectionism is fear and insecurities with a bunch of lipstick on it. Everyone that has perfectionism that thinks they're perfectionist, it's just, it's just uh, what's it called? It's uh, paralysis by analysis because you're afraid and fearful of being inexact or afraid and fearful of and insecure about being imperfect and having shortcomings, you'd never do. You never take action or commit. But ultimately, ambiguity is the answer, folks. Because ambiguity, when, you, when I learned this, I was like, wow. We were starting Weirman Media. We were launching the company. And everything that we do and talk about at Weirman Media has to do with growth. And the number one objective and growth is overcoming ego, removing ego and removing self and putting others first and connecting with others and understanding that it's not about me, it's about we. And once you realize that I was really powerful because we launched our clothing line, the one I was mentioning, and I had someone comment on the clothing and say, this is that definition is wrong. They said this logo, they said our logo right here is wrong. And that's interesting. It, it shined a light on this. So after us doing this, it really woke me up. I was like, wow, it's ambiguity is the answer. Creativity and imagination, which once you read Yuval Harari's A Brief History of Homo Sapiens, Mankind, or something along those lines, Homo Sapiens, A Brief History of Mankind, he talks about how imagination and creativity is what has kept us as a species alive. We've invented and created new tools via imagination and creativity like technology and AI and computers and cell phones that have helped us to overcome our threats. As a species, we have to eliminate our threats. So if you think about it, if you have a large group of people coming together and they remove their ego and their self from the conversation, they make it about the greater good and the goal and the and the principle, and then they all come together with their ideas, thoughts, and, and concepts, and then you guys create and invent some kind of tool or object that then is all fine and dandy, 
ambiguity is the answer. It's not right and wrong. Creativity and imagination can never be right and can never be wrong. And it's always inexact and it always is open for a different interpretation. So this is why we need to start living in more of a creative, more in an artistic, expressive imagination world because by doing so, it'll force us to shift away from ego. Ego and ambiguity have a very hard time coexisting. Ambiguity smothers, absolutely smothers ego. Ambiguity smothers ego. Because if we're creating, if we're expressing, and we're being artistic, and we're being imagination, and we're living in imagination, being imaginative, someone can't look at you and say that's right and wrong. And that's where we start to develop the new tools of tomorrow because we start to use ambiguities and we start to share our perspectives because it's not right, it's not wrong, it's our perspective. We then can lead into ambiguity of our story. When I say stories are all fictional, this is what I mean. They're all open to interpretation and inexactness. You can have 5,000 people experience the same exact event, watch the same exact thing, hear the same exact things, smell the same exact things, and they're going to interpret it differently and see it differently, hear it differently, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's the inexactness, and that's the the openness to different interpretations that ambiguity represents of us as humans. We're imperfect. We're inexact. We're all individuals. We're all living our own ambiguities. We all, all of our lives are ambiguities. We're all living our own ambiguity, our own reality, and our own interpretation of inexactness of life and the imperfectness of our interpretation of it. So once you understand that all of our stories are not right and wrong, no one's story is right and wrong. It's simply their perspective and their story. If I'm seeing something from my perspective, because I live my life this whole time like from this, from my eyes, I'm seeing it from my end, from my lens. And that is my perspective. It is not right. It is not wrong. It is our perspective. This is why at Weirman Media, we talk so much about it's not right. It's not wrong. It's our perspective because ambiguity smothers ego. Creativity and imagination cannot be right and wrong. And in order for us to move forward and create the new tools of tomorrow and invent our new realities of tomorrow that help us eliminate our threats and overcome our threats, we must start being more creative, expressive, imaginative, and working together in a flexible, cooperative fashion. That's why we do what we do here at Weirman Media with the written word, photo, and video. That's why we share our stories in a powerful, authentic, vulnerable fashion the best we can, hoping that we can then use this platform to bring us forward and use it to smother hate and remove ego and move forward united, creating the new realities and new tools of tomorrow that help us overcome our threats and vulnerabilities, eliminating them and gaining perspective and awareness to our threats and vulnerabilities so we can eliminate them. Ultimately, ego is our biggest enemy when it comes to growth. Ultimately, ego is our biggest enemy when it comes to connecting with others. If we want to connect with others, we must remove ego at the end of the day. So if I want to attach myself to others and and connect myself to a business or a program that is doing what I want to do, I must remove ego at the end of the day. And um, studious self-assessment is the antidote to removing all ego. That's why the first step at Weirman Media is auditing and awareness. Via inspecting ourselves, gaining and auditing ourselves, we gain 
insight and awareness to our vulnerabilities, shortcomings, and inefficiencies. And then you can do this as a business as well, because as a business, you need to understand where your resources are going. The, the main three steps are the, are summarized everything about the business and individual. Number one, audit and awareness. Number two, humility and open-mindedness. Number three, sharing intellectual value freely at scale with others and taking action to develop strategy. Ultimately, that is exactly the three steps that correlate all this back to the individual and business. Because on an individual level, if I need to grow and on a business level, I need to grow. The first step is audit and awareness, gaining awareness and gaining perspective and insight via auditing and inspecting, which are empirical principles. Inspection is another empirical principle that we merge with this. I can gain insight and perspective and awareness to where my mismanagement of resources is, my vulnerabilities, my defects, and my shortcomings and inefficiencies to then gain awareness and perspective as to how I can correct them and optimize them. Moving forward, optimized and evolved and adapting, another empirical principle. Number two is then humility and open-mindedness. Because once I remove the ego and I gain a perspective and awareness to my shortcomings, defects, and vulnerabilities, and I'm auditing them and I'm detached from self, I can then replace the ego with humility, confidence, and open-mindedness to others' ideas, perspectives, and taking direction from my team and taking direction from others, finding value in others. And that's exactly what we do in life and in business. And finally, the other step, the final step is the third step, taking action and developing strategy through that action and sharing that with others at scale, sharing intellectual value with others freely at scale. That's what businesses should be doing. That's what individuals should be doing and doing so via taking action and developing strategy through that. You reverse the process. You develop strategy through doing, auditing, testing, measuring, and developing. So if you look at it, the final step sends you back to step one because through taking action and doing and leaning into my vulnerable, authentic truth and reality, my perspective and my ambiguities, I'm sharing it in a powerful, authentic, vulnerable fashion. I'm being transparent with myself, another empirical principle, and I'm sharing it. And then by doing that and taking action, I can audit and gain perspective and awareness via testing, measuring, and developing what's going well and what's not and leaning into improving and evolving and adapting via the first step and the three steps again. So you keep repeating it over and over again on a daily basis, test, measure, develop, audit, gain awareness and perspective and insight, via continue operating via humility and open-mindedness with others working cooperatively and flexibly, removing ego, replacing it with humility and open-mindedness, and then step three, implementing our strategy, which is action, developing strategy through action, taking action via... constantly testing, measuring, and developing of what's working, what's not, and adapting and growing and optimizing and evolving and using these three steps to constantly do so repeatedly. So you keep doing it over and over again. Step three is I'm sharing it in powerful, authentic fashion. I'm sharing my story, my truth, and my reality. I'm sharing my experience. I'm sharing my intellectual value that I have. I'm sharing it as vulnerable as I can. I'm being as real as I can. I'm trying to share as much value as I can. And by doing that, it brings me back to developing strategy at step one, which is auditing, auditing, inspecting, and testing, measuring, and developing. This is all these steps are about is testing, measuring, and developing, and optimizing, adapting, being transparent, authentic, vulnerable, and real, and then growing and evolving and adapting and evolutionizing via inspection, constant inspection and auditing. So that's what it is. It's all about how on a daily basis I can audit myself, 
how I'm operating, how I'm managing my resources, my time, my money, auditing that and inspecting that and improving it so that I can optimize and adapt moving forward to be a less vulnerable and improve on my vulnerabilities and lean into my strengths. And ultimately, when you do that, you're going to remove the you need to remove the ego because you're going to need to surround yourself with a bunch of people that help build up your weaknesses and have the strengths that you where you're weak. And that requires humility and openness to their guidance and taking value and direction from them. And then finally, it requires a lot of speed and action and doing in a fearless ego-free in non-insecure fashion because action requires us to do and be inexact and be imperfect and have average and bad work or average and bad outputs and but being inexact and imperfect we can then develop strategy through making those mistakes or being imperfect or inexact with our creation or output and then auditing that testing measuring and developing that moving forward optimized and adapted and growing and evolving through these three steps and then repeating it over and over again. It's the same thing for an individual just as it is a business. But it's crucial for a founder to understand all these things because as you move into being a business owner, I really need to have these characteristics down. As a business owner, I need to know as a founder because I'm going to impact everyone underneath me. I'm going to be the one that directly impacts everyone underneath me when I'm the founder of the business. I need to understand where I sit on speed, humility, patience, organization, leadership, risk, etc., etc., because these are the things that affect my ability to scale a business. Also, not micromanaging others, not micromanaging other people comes back to ego, comes back to trust, comes back to fear, comes back to insecurities and perfectionism. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we are our own biggest enemy and ego is our number one enemy and obstacle to success. The number one way around ego is following the growth steps at Weirman Media and implementing creativity, open-mindedness, humility to replace the ego with that humility, confidence, and open-mindedness by surrounding yourself with people that you believe in and have the strengths where you're weak and where you're weak they're strong and where they're strong you're where you're strong they're weak we build each other up via ego-free operation and ego-free teamwork we can then audit and inspect and gain awareness and perspective to how we can test measure and develop we can then move forward via humility and open-mindedness and ambiguity and creativity and so forth and imagination using each other to grow and evolve and be stronger as a team then using that to take action and be fearless and not have insecurities and not be worried with being perfect exact and precise but just test measure and develop by making speed our ally in the third step which is action and developing the strategy through action because if I'm not fearful of being perfect I then can take action be inexact have bad or average outputs and move forward as we test measure and develop and develop the strategy through that by continually going back to step one two and three and optimizing growing and going optimize grow and go optimize grow and go but in order to optimize grow and go I need to be constantly auditing taking action and doing 
optimize, grow, and go. But I need to I need to take that audit. I need to audit first. And that requires detaching from ego and removing from self. So at the end of the day, all this correlates with business owners as well as individuals. Because if I ever want to successfully run a business, I'm going to maybe one day be the founder or I'm going to maybe one day be a top-ranked employee. And I have to understand that it's about principles over personalities. And it's about we versus me. And in order to do so, I have to detach myself from myself and begin assessing my vulnerabilities, my shortcomings, my defects and inefficiencies. As any business does, we have to take inventory. Every business has to take inventory to gain and gauge where they are. If we want to go anywhere, we want to succeed, we have to first know where we stand and then we can move forward, optimize via adaptation and so forth via auditing and operating and developing strategy through doing and experiencing and testing, measuring, and developing in a much more efficient, much more ego-free, humble, open-minded, confident fashion. So that's what it is today about at Weirman Media on the daily Q&A. That is why ego is our biggest obstacle and how ambiguity, creativity, and imagination help us overcome that. Because ultimately, when I say it's not right and I say it's not wrong, that is ambiguity, folks. That is the fact that every story ever told is an ambiguity. Nothing makes something real unless you believe it. And an an event and a story can be shared with thousands of people, and they're all going to interpret that event and that story differently. Inexactness and openness to different interpretations. That is ambiguity. That is creativity. That is art. And that is expression as well as imagination. That's why we need to focus on our kids at a younger age, understanding ego and suppressing it and replacing it with humility as well as discipline and fortitude because we don't want them to shake and rattle and break in, in when they face failure. And they face failure and we face failure all the time as a species. So... Let's, let's look at ways that we can do that, and it requires studious self-assessment as the number one antidote, and that is what the three steps that we're in media are. Number one, audit and inspect ourselves, if it's on an individual level or our business, Number, and then gaining awareness and perspective via that inspection and audit. We can then move forward with step two, being humble and open-minded to others' guidance and input and direction using our team that we surround ourselves with to give us direction, purpose, and a mission moving forward united and using everyone's input and guidance and story and so forth to use that to steer our ship as a whole to give us all purpose to give us all direction and to steer us all towards the mission and at the end of the day it's about action and speed taking action and taking speed and using speed as your ally because the ones that are doing the most and operating develop the strategy the fastest because they're testing measuring developing via just operating and doing instead of just sitting in fear and insecurities and ego about being perfect exact and making all the correct decisions if i make 500 decisions and it takes you in the same amount of time you make five and i make 410 right and i make 90 wrong well guess what that's a net net win so a lot of people they're they're paralysis by analysis they're consumed with fear insecurities and perfectionism and they don't realize that strategy comes from doing and it requires you to live by the Weirman X model and the S effect, the growth steps at Weirman Media. And by doing so, you gain confidence, you replace ego with that confidence and humility because you find confidence and you find humility 
in removing and detaching from ourselves and connecting with others and using the people that you surround yourself with to help build your team up and help bring us forward and reach our goals, our missions, and our and our objectives. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we can't do anything alone. We must come together and unite. And any leader has a hard time leading without listening to the desires, wants, and needs of the fellow people that he leads or the people he is leading. That's why it's essential to start listening more and understanding the wants, needs, and desires of the people you're speaking to, especially in life, whether it's in life as an individual or in business, I need to listen more to the people I'm trying to please or lead because I ultimately need to hear hear what their wants, desires, and needs are. I need to listen to my girlfriend, my boyfriend, my sister, my dad, my brother, and hear what their wants, needs, and desires are in our relationship. And when in business, I need to listen to the marketplace and my customer and consumer and hear what their wants, needs, and desires are. I don't decide egotistically. I don't choose what your wants, needs, and desires are that you do. That's the same as in business as it is in life. My partner, I don't choose my partner's wants, needs, and desires. She or he tells me. The market's the same thing in business. Business owners all think they have it figured out egotistically at the top. They all think they know what the market needs, what the customer wants, and whatever their wants, needs, and desires are, but they're not listening to their audience. Number one, the number one most powerful tool of all of this, I would say, is listening to the wants, needs, and desire of the people that you're working with, connecting with, or leading. So if I'm in the, if I, and that requires, listening requires the removal of ego because ego means I have everything figured out. I know best. I know right. I know wrong. You don't. I do. It's all about elitism and it's all about right and wrong. But if I don't know, if I detach myself from self and I am, I'm neutral. Now it's about scientific, qualitative and quantitative data. It's about let's measure this qualitative and quantitative data on a daily basis. How can we measure and operate in a metric fashion? How can we use metrics, qualitative and quantitative? Once I remove myself from this and I'm in business and I'm operating in life, I'm about what's not what's right and what's wrong. I'm about what's factually qualitative and quantitative is showing up and what matters most is what the market says or what my partner or individual on the other end of the relationship says. I egotistically as a business owner or in a relationship in life cannot tell others what their wants, needs, and desires are. I have to listen to them. But if I'm so consumed with ego that I think I know what their wants, needs, and desires are, I I don't have any chance. I'm really putting handcuffs on my chance of success because listening is the most powerful tool we all have when it comes to having success in life as well as relationships and leading others. If I want to lead others, I need to be able to connect to them and listen to them and meet their wants, needs, and desires. If you want to be in business and you want to lead your team, you need to listen to their wants, needs, and desires just as you do your audience, just as you do the marketplace. Stop thinking we have all the answers and listen to your audience. Start testing, measuring, and developing via the Weirman X model and the S effect. It requires removal of ego, creativity, ambiguity, imagination, and operating and developing strategy through doing and taking action. But you must be operating in a systematic, scientific, streamlined fashion for you to have success within this model. You can't just be shooting from the hip and doing this. You have to have a systematic, strategic way of doing so.
Weirman Media is using the written word, photo, and video to elevate the level at which we operate, cooperate, communicate, and create, hoping that by sharing powerful, authentic, fictional stories in a vulnerable, creative, cultural-relevant fashion, we can bring hope while helping our species overcome the complexities of growth. In order for us to unite rather than fight, gaining awareness as well as perspective, moving forward together, working via humility and openness, understanding each other's ambiguities, collectively operating in a cohesive, flexible fashion, eliminating our threats and inventing the new realities of tomorrow because none of us are wrong, none of us are right. It is simply our perspective. Thank you.